49 BC, Julius Caesar confidently marched his legion of soldiers across a shallow little river in northeastern Italy called the Rubicon to defeat Pompey. Now, under Roman law, this act was completely illegal and it caused total civil unrest. Julius Caesar overthrew Pompey and became the dictator for life in Rome. This is where the term crossing the Rubicon was formed. It is the single act that once you take, you cannot go back. Hi, I'm Vaughn. Welcome to Decision Spirals. Now, I want you to imagine you're walking along the street for a moment and you look down and you see a wallet on the ground. You've got three choices, essentially. You can just keep walking and leave the wallet. You can pick it up and you notice there's $20 inside. You think, well, maybe I'll hand it in because that's what good people do. Or you can keep the wallet and pocket the money. Now, in that moment, you decide, I'm going to hand it in. Whatever, no problem. Anyways, continue walking along, and for some reason, you see another wallet. You're like, what is this today? You see the wallet on the ground, three choices again. You can leave it, you can keep it, or you can hand it in. Now, this time, you pick it up, and there's $1,750 in there. And you think, whoa, that's a, that's a lot of money. What am I going to do with that? And now there's a little story in your mind, a little narrative about what you should do with this money. Well... The debate ensues and you think, well, good people hand wallets in and I want to be a good person. And then good people berate themselves for thinking of the fantasy of keeping the money and not being caught. No, so good people don't do that. Uh, They don't leave it either because then someone else will have to do it. The moral dilemma continues. So you decide to hand it in and then you feel bad for handing it in because you think maybe I could have got away with it. This happens sometimes, right? The thing is, though, it's never about the decision of just handing it in. It's the narrative that surrounds the story of handing it in. And the bigger the weight of that decision, the more grip that narrative has, the harder the decision can be to make. So imagine for a moment you're holding a water bottle out to the side. I'm just standing here the whole talk. Over time, my arm will drop down. It might take an hour. It might take two hours. Definitely in a week, it'll be like dead. Why? The weight did not increase, but the weight of the decision will increase. And what ends up happening over time, if you're procrastinating on something, is it becomes harder and harder to eventually just pull the pin and go. This is why winners, when they make decisions, they make them quickly and they change them slowly, once they've got the information they need. People who make losing decisions, they change them frequently and fast, but they rarely stick to the decision. So you need to decide which side of the coin do you want to be on. And today we're going to talk about four decision spirals that you need to be aware of. Because they all have an impact. And then we've got to look at what sort of decision maker are you going to be? Because before we can set the right type of goals, we've got to understand there's a process behind decisions. There's a process behind the story we're going to tell ourselves about the consequence of the decision we make. But you know what? At the end of the day, you can't avoid making decisions. Like, it's impossible. So I'm of the belief you should make the decisions that are going to benefit you the most with the awareness you have now, not in the future, of the things that are going to move you in the direction of your dreams, your goals, and your ambitions. So if you look at the printout in front of you, there's an exercise we're going to go through with these decision spirals, right? So I'll read the first one out. Number one, we avoid pain and we move towards pleasure. What does this mean? The pain of change. Ever heard the term growing pains? When you go to make a decision that's going to impact your life, often the narrative is going to be, this is going to be way too painful for me to do. So it's much more comfortable staying where I am. That's what the pain of change means. 
Hence why in an anti-vision that we, that we did a bit earlier as an exercise, you need to have more pain associated to the person that you don't want to become, but you will become if you don't stick to the decisions that are going to move you forward to the direction you want to go. Because you'll find once you make the decision, it's much easier to stick to. It's like the universe opens up. And in fact, the universe does open up once you make the committed decision. But we intrinsically will move towards pleasure. That's why sitting on a couch with Netflix meets a momentary need, but it doesn't serve us long term towards where we want to go. And we're most addicted to these behaviors. Number two, it's not just the decision, it's the weight of the decision. It's easy to decide, like, I'm going to eat Indian versus Thai tonight. Like that, I mean, look, some people really struggle with that decision. But the point is, is that when you make a decision like, I'm going to financially set myself up for the rest of my life, and this is how I'm going to do it, like the weight of that can be so overwhelming sometimes. Like, or maybe the decision is, uh, you know that you need to get out of the work you're in, but the pain of like actually doing that and telling your friends and family and really executing on something that's been a dream of yours for a long time, the weight of that can be overwhelming. But what is the alternate? Like, what is the consequence of not doing that? Think about it. Then rewire that story in your mind to serve you. Number three, decisions are affected by the narrative of our mind. Now, if this is the first time you've heard this, you and I have like a movie constantly playing in our head about why our life is the way it is. Hopefully you're the star of this movie, but a lot of people are the co-stars and they become the victims in this narrative. Why life is unjust, why it's unfair. And you can hear it. People tell you their narrative all the time. Have you ever met anyone that's, when you ask them how they are or you get into any form of conversation with them, they tell you about a partner, for example, in a relationship. And every time you hear the story of this partner, it's the same sentence structure. It's the same story playing out, the same wrongs that were done to them from this person. And it's like verbatim again and again. Notice it the next time. And what you'll see is that's the narrative playing out. Now, some people carry that for life. So that, for example, might turn that relationship that they had once into the framework for how their entire relationship blueprint will be going forward. So 20 years later, this person will have the same narrative going through their head. And you think, this is crazy. This is not how I am. Oh, no, no, no. We all do this. We just need to make sure that the narrative is serving us. Like, why life can work for me. Why I'm a victor and not a victim in what's happening. Uh, Why things can work out, not all the reasons why they can't. No matter what is going on, you can win, all right? But that's the narrative that you need to construct for yourself. Number four, all important decisions are made with incomplete information. You're not going to know everything up front. Now, even if you somehow have all the information you need to make your decision, you don't know what's going to happen once you act on the decision. That's what scares most people. Most people are so scared from that simple fact that they would rather procrastinate and die or tiptoe to the grave than act out on their dreams. Do not be that person. You're not going to know all the answers. There is always, always, always an element of faith in what you need to do. Faith is a belief in the unknown. It is not a belief in the known. You're not going to know. Incomplete information, imperfect action, these are sort of the mantras you must work with. And backing all of that is an element of faith, like, and that uncertainty of life. We need to have an uncertainty. Like, we need to be certain that 
we're not going to die if we make this decision, but we also need to have this element of uncertainty. I'm not sure if it's going to work out because that's what brings the joy to V, right? The, the zest for life, the intrinsic fun. Like, think about it for a moment. If you knew all the answers up front, to me, that would be living hell. You would not want that. You do not want to know all the answers. Even if you think you do, you don't. Because if you seriously knew the answer to everything you're going after and you knew everything would work out, no matter what you did, you would be depressed. You would hate life. We've got to have that element there. So we, we're going to have incomplete information when we're making our decisions. Hence why we need a framework and a philosophy around our decision making. That's what this entire session is about. Make a philosophy around your decisions in the sense of, Decisions are the things that are going to move me in the direction I want to go. But I'm not going to know where I'm going to go. So therefore, I'm going to make decisions based upon what I want rather than why things can't work out for me. I'm not going to make them based on safety and certainty. I'm going to make them based on my dreams, my ambitions, and what's going to help me, maybe my family, uh, maybe my partner, my community, my society, me as the individual to help me self-actualize. I'm not going to worry about the weight of the decision right now because I'm just going to decide and I'm going to go. I'm going to do it imperfectly, but I'm going to realize I'm resourceful enough to make things happen because I've done it before, right? That's the philosophy you want to wire yourself with. So your exercise today is to think about your decisions. Um, Before we move into the call to action, I'm going to talk to you about three types of decisions that you're going to be making in your life. So we know that we've got our decision spirals and from each decision is going to spiral an effect from there. But there are three types of decisions primarily you're going to run a framework through. Number one is an ambivalent decision. So let's say that you're wondering whether you should quit your job or not. That's ambivalent. Should you buy this dress or should you sell? Hmm, not sure. Should you buy this home or sell the home? Should you buy the car or sell the car? Should you do it, don't do it, stay, don't stay, go, don't go. Ambivalence is the cause of tremendous frustration, stress, and anxiety. If you're making decisions that way, you're never going to win. You've just got to get to the point you do the third one of these, and we'll talk about it in a moment. Number two, the interested decision. An interested decision is like going to the gym. When you feel like it, you will do the, you'll make the decision and go. So most people honestly do this with their success. They're, they're, when they're interested and feel right, they'll do the work. Do not be this person. Your goal is number three, resolute decisions. Resolute decisions are the type that do not have an exit plan. That's like once you've acquired the information to the best of your knowledge, even though it's going to be incomplete, you decide and you go. These are the moments in your life where you've made the biggest changes. And most of the time, it's probably an unconscious decision. You just got to a point where you were fed up and frustrated. You had enough and you were done. You were, done. You were like, never again will I act like this and then you just made the decision and you went and you did not back down from it. Those are the decisions you're going to need to make confidently for your life to change. I look forward to bringing you the next session where we're going to discuss a little bit more about decisions, but we're also going to start to work towards the goals that you're going to need to make. And remember, the key takeaway from this is you're going to be making resolute decisions, things that you want, not based on what you can get. This is Vaughn Lidicote. I thank you for your time. 